0: Hi, everyone. I'm Maya Fleming, and you're listening to Gentler, a podcast about postgrad life, adulthood, and self-care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gentler. I'm Maya. Super happy to have you. Super happy to be here. Today, we're talking about good habits and how to make them easy, make them non-negotiable, basically take a self-care approach. So before we do that, I want to get into some updates and some pluses and deltas. Alright, so really just one big update for you today. I am doing a live workshop this evening, 6pm Eastern Time, April 26th. Um, It's going to be all about how to use my productivity method to set time aside for your side hustles, for your goals, for your hobbies, whatever that thing is that you wish you had extra time for and that you could do every day then this is the tr- the workshop for you. So make sure that you're there. It's going to be free. It's happening live. If for whatever reason you can't make it or you listen to this episode after the fact, there's still going to be a replay. So you can click the link in the show notes or go to my Instagram bio and click the link. doesn't matter. Um, the workshop will still be there. It's still going to be super valuable. I've made sure to include a lot of tangible stuff that you can just do tonight, like after watching or this week and kind of put yourself in a good path. So... With all that being said, hope to see you there. I'm going to be giving away prizes. Um, pluses and deltas. I only have a few things. So pluses. I gave myself a haircut. <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram that you saw, I just really like it. I was. You can't really tell on my Instagram pictures, but my hair was really uneven um, just because I'll do a lot of snip snip when my hair is curly because you can't really notice. And then when it's straight, then it's like, ooh, what happened there? Um... So I just kind of like evened it out a little bit because I had a little bit of a mullet thing going on. But I also just, I don't know, it's a new look. I like it. I, I feel grown, um, <laughs> whatever that means. So that's a plus. Also today I am unveiling new Club Gentler content. So I'm just really excited about that, about things kind of like stepping up and elevating a little bit. I'm always, whenever I have some extra time, love to improve the uh, content that I've put out already. So y'all know like I I came back out with a re a re redesign of the financial self-care ebook and all that kind of stuff. So I love just kind of, I don't know, putting, putting energy into the things I love, just keeping them, keeping them nice for the people coming in. So that will be going out. If you're a Club Gentler member, you will see that um, sometime towards the end of today. Um, what else? Oh, my Delta. I am about to just rest for a while. <laughs> I've been working so hard on this launch and everything else, and it's been super fun. Um, but I just need to take a little little nap, <laughs> a long one. I'm still going to be putting out content and probably still posting at the frequency I have been, but it's just going to be nice to, to post and nurture and share. I think that's, that's going to be a good switch rather than um, what I've been doing, which is come to, Check out my workshop, and here's what you need to know about this, which is all fine. Like, I love the season. I've had so much fun um, doing all of it and testing myself to create content, but you know, there's seasons for everything. So, I'm gonna rest and relax until my next big launch, which will be happening this summer. If you're interested in a virtual summit about side hustling, then make sure you go follow me so you can get that information. All right, so that is all for updates and pluses and deltas. Let's get into this episode. So today we are talking about good habits and how to make them non-negotiable, really how to make them easy. I think that's the thing. A lot of times we choose our bad habits over the good ones because there's just some type of, it's easy. There's some type of value. There's something that we gain instantly, something like that. And I also want to kind of step away from saying good or bad habits. I just, that's the easiest way to put it. A lot of habits are, they're not good or bad, right? They're just goal aligned or not. So when I say good habits, you know, I mean, what's good for you and your goals, what's aligned for you. Um, So maybe I could say like more aligned habits. We'll we'll see how that works. But yeah, so a lot of times, um, our non aligned habits are just easier, easier in the moment or easier or feel easier in the long term, they're familiar. So we choose them over the aligned habits, especially if it's something new, we've never done it before. We're scared is hard, all that kind of stuff. So I want to talk today about how to make them non-negotiable, how to make them easier, more approachable, um, and just more likely to happen. You know, you might not do it at 100% of the time, but can we, can we step it up at least a percentage? So that's what this episode is about. Before we like get into the tips, I really want you to think about your habits um, and think about the ones that you're trying to bring in. And before you even try to really embark on a journey I want you to ask yourself why do you even want to implement this goal or this habit? What is what is there to gain for you? Why is this the route that you have to take? So often we do things because we thought that's what we were supposed to do or that's what someone suggested to us or that's how someone else did it and we were observing and then we have no heart in it. We don't have a strong enough why so it's extremely difficult to push through and make it happen. So I want you to sit down And really, really think about why is this the thing I want to do? What will this allow me to do? What will I gain in implementing this? I think, and I I talk a lot about how a major like habit that's been difficult for me to grasp is waking up at 5 a.m. And I think a lot of it was just like my method of doing it just wasn't very aligned. But also because I didn't have a strong enough intention. I didn't really sit down and think about, okay, What will I really, how will I be better? How will I feel better instantly um, after waking up at 5 a.m. versus not? You know, I get to sleep in a little bit extra. I get to sleep in until 7.30 and and relax and be in bed and be comfortable. Why would I want to ditch that to wake up at 5 a.m.? What is there to gain? So once I got really clear on those things, it just became a lot easier. And now I'm still waking up at 5 a.m. because... I still am trying to test the waters and see, is it really necessary or does it look good on Instagram? Um, So, you know, but I'm waking up at six, an hour and a half earlier than I was before. So I think that just was really helpful in me sitting down and thinking, okay, if I start waking up an hour and a half earlier, then I can do these things again and I can be able to get this done and I haven't been able to do this this and this because I've been waking up a little bit later and I don't like to work later so if I wake up earlier then I'm able to go to bed earlier just I have to know the things that kind of um appeal to me and we're going to talk about that a little bit later too so another thing I want you to think about is why hasn't it worked in the past what have you been doing that hasn't hasn't worked out so that you know kind of you have an idea of some of the data behind what you're doing failure is feedback 100% of the time so you have to really look at why it hasn't worked I wasn't able to wake up at 5 a.m one because I was trying to like force myself into it overnight without making sure I got proper rest and that I was even ready to wake up at 5 a.m any of that so instead I switched my method to one making sure that my night routine was down pat and just making sure that I was in a good place to go to bed and wake up at 5am um and also just kind of shifting into it i don't i didn't want to do like an instant overnight like okay you've been sleeping until 738 we're going to take away two and a half three hours over the course of one night and you're expected to get up at five that doesn't feel good that that makes me cringe even thinking about it now so instead i was okay can i do 6 30 can i do six And then we'll just shift until if I decide I want to go up to five, then it'll be a little bit easier of a transition. So what are some things that you have been doing and what hasn't worked? And think about why they haven't worked. I always want you to be diving in deeper with these questions. Why, 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 why? That should be like something you tattoo on on your wrist so that you can always be asking yourself because there's there's a story in that. There's feedback in that. You're learning about yourself. And even if you have a totally different goal years from now, that feedback is going to help you to streamline the process of achieving whatever new goal or habit you're trying to implement. So always be thinking about why. Always revisit those so-called failures so that you can minimize them in the future, but also recognize that they're inevitable and there's so much to gain from a failure you just learn so much so i want you to make sure that you have a clear idea on both of those before you start implementing the next tips i'm going to share all right so let's get into these tips for making your good or more aligned habits easy and non-negotiable okay so the first thing i have is probably like the simplest or the easiest that you can implement right now and that's changing your environment and this looks uh, you know different depending on the goal or what you're trying to eliminate because a lot of times creating sorry ginger is like jumping around (laughs) doing something um but a lot of times whenever i'm trying to implement a good habit it's usually because i'm trying to replace a bad one so sometimes it's easier to think of okay what do i want to stop doing rather than what do i want to continue to do. And changing my environment will allow me to stop doing whatever habit I'm trying to get rid of so that I can make space for the one that is more goal aligned. So changing your environment looks, you can do this in a few ways. One, you can remove things altogether. So whenever I've wanted to stop drinking soda and stop snacking on like chips and things, I just stop buying them. Stop buying them, you save money, they're also just not in your home, because if if I have them around, I'm going to go over the limit that I feel okay with for myself. I'm going to just be eating whole meals of chips and soda, and I don't like that for me, so... I can't wait for me to just become disciplined. That's going to be a theme that you hear all throughout this episode. I've said it before. It just takes too long. I'm not going to wait until I become ideal Maya. Because how will I become ideal Maya if I'm not putting things in place? You see, it's kind of like a chicken before the egg um, situation. But I, I can't wait for me to just like get good with drinking soda or snacking, I just have to remove it. I just remove it so that I don't give myself the opportunity to, um, over, overindulge or any of that, you know, it just becomes non-negotiable because I can't do it. Um, also with non-food things, I mean, I've had people that I just, I knew they didn't make me feel great, but for whatever reason, I just continue to engage with them or whatever, deleting phone numbers and blocking is a great way to change your environment and just remove things altogether from your life. When you can't contact someone, then you won't because you can't. You see what I'm saying? Like we have to kind of remove the thing altogether. Um, Also making negative habits more like inconvenient. That's a good way to change your environment. So for instance, um, I've been trying to watch less TV whenever I sit down on my couch or in bed and I've been trying to read more or just use my bed for sleeping, all of those things. Um, So one thing I've done to make my negative habit of watching TV, and I say negative for me, it's not goal-aligned, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with watching TV, but just for me with my current goals is what I'm trying to decrease. Um, So what I will do is put my remotes by the TV. So that, you know, I can watch it. I'm not removing the thing altogether. You know, if I really want to do that, then maybe I sell my TVs or at least put them in a closet whenever I'm not using them. And that could be a way, too, to change your environment in a way that makes them inconvenient. But I haven't gone that far. What I will just do is put the remotes by the TV and not by my bed or not within reach wherever I'm sitting. And that way, I'll have to get up to turn it on if I end up wanting to watch TV. So it kind of adds an extra step of, like... Eh, do I really do I really want to do this? And I'm gonna talk about later like why the, another reason why this works, but that's gonna come up in a minute. But that's a good way to kind of make things inconvenient. Um, also, like, like let's say I did want to start like bringing in more snacks, I maybe would put them on a higher shelf so that I would have to go and get a stool. To go and bring them down, just as some more time, it helps you to stall a little bit and just make sure that that's what you want to do. Not to say any of it is just bad; and you shouldn't do it, but just so that you put an extra layer of thought in between. Especially if you're like me, just kind of do things impulsively sometimes, or just because you're bored, and you don't really re- realize why you're doing things. It just kind of has like it's like a a stop and think moment. <laughs> so um, also making your more positive habits convenient so the same way that you make the, the negative ones inconvenient make the positive ones convenient if you want to start switching coffee for tea start leaving your tea on the counter within reach so it's the first thing you see when you walk in um, put water on your nightstand so that it's right there whenever you wake up and you can reach for it um, a lot of these are like food related <laughs> but like if you I mean if you have fruit leave it on the counter leave it on the table put it within eyes reach so that you are always eyes reach is that a phrase, put it within reach or where your eyes can see it so that you don't forget that it's there and you are more likely to use it. Just kind of put the things that you want to be doing, put some kind of cue or trigger in your eyesight so that you can see it and it's more convenient and it's more likely to happen. So those are some examples of changing your environment. There are so many other things you could do as well, but I think that's a good, a good place to kind of end up. The next thing that has always been really helpful for me is having an accountability partner so this is another one that you can kind of take um you know you can make it more extreme if you want to or whatever so i've had accountability partner relationships where we just check in or we just kind of maybe we'll study together or maybe we'll just like text and be like hey did you you know do this workout what happened um but lately if you follow me on instagram you saw that i have been struggling to create youtube content sorry wow this yawn (laughs) um I've been struggling to create YouTube content so I asked for an accountability partner but the difference was I'm going to be paying this accountability partner anytime I slip up and don't post what I need to do because I I know what the reasons were behind me not creating videos and I know what things um I don't like doing so I am going to I'm using those to my advantage and we're going to talk about that in a minute, but that's kind of how the accountability partnership is working for that particular goal. But you could do, I would say, start with just like finding someone that you admire in whatever space you're trying to um, improve in. So let's say you're trying to study more. You could get your best friend to be your accountability partner, but if your best friend doesn't really have great study habits either and could be easily talked out of, any studying activity that I wouldn't use them as an accountability partner. I would look at the kid in your class who was answering all the questions and be like, hey, do you want to get together and study? It might be a little nerve wracking, but I would find somebody that you admire in whatever space you're trying to improve in, not just someone who is a friend. I think, you know, you definitely can have friends be accountability partners. (sighs) It just kind of depends on what you're, what you're after, um, I think. I think that's the, the main thing. Um, so definitely reach out to your friends if you feel like that would be a good fit for you, but also consider reaching out to people that you actually admire in that space if, if your friends don't fall into that uh, bracket. All right, the next thing to make your goals or make your good habits um, non-negotiable is play on your weaknesses. So like I said before, I am... Some, I'm not gonna wait until I become ideal, fully disciplined Maya. I don't really know what discipline means anyway, but you know, I'm not gonna wait until that happens, and I'm not gonna try to just eliminate every bad habit or weakness I have before I start working on the good ones. Instead, I could just play off those weaknesses. So with the remote example, I'm lazy. I'm not going to sit down, get comfortable in bed, and then get up to go get the remote. I'm not doing that. So I am more likely to just lay in bed and go to sleep for the night rather than turning on the show and going to sleep with it in the background, playing all night like I have been. I know that about myself. When it comes to snacking and all that, I am not going to go to the store. I'm not going to spend money. On just like one 12 pack of cherry coke. I'm not going to do it. That's just like out of my nature. If I think about it whenever... Um, I'm doing a bigger order, then that's more likely and I can figure out ways to eliminate that. But just for one single craving, I'm not doing that. I know that about myself. I know my laziness will save me at the end of the day. Um, when it comes to my YouTube accountability partner, I hate spending money on things I don't want to. Like I want to be able to have all the money I want for the things that I love and enjoy. So I know that I'm going to be doing everything in my power to make sure that I don't have to pay her any money. So those are ways you can play off your weaknesses um, that I do. There's so many other things you can do, but just think about like, what do you hate? And how can you put that with the goal that you're trying to get rid of? Or the habit that you're trying to get rid of? You know, like just think about, get creative and think about things like that. Um, the next thing, romanticize everything. Oh my goodness, romanticize, romanticize, romanticize. Whenever I get up in the morning, sometimes it's hard for me to get that first glass of water for whatever reason. I just want to grab the coffee immediately, but I'll kind of like picture myself and like some movie and... She wakes up and she walks across her apartment. She has a matching PJ set on and she gets water. Like, just that's like the type of thing that main character Maya would do, or ideal Maya. So I just romanticize all of it. Things that I don't really like, I just pretend like I'm in some kind of movie doing it. And how would they play this up? And how would they make this pleasant and how would they make this something that everyone wants a part of you know like I feel like a lot of times when you watch a movie like I always think about um the devil wears Prada*. like the opening sequence just of all these women getting ready and getting together getting together getting dressed and I just think you know in real life I would probably be half asleep like stumbling across my apartment putting on clothes probably getting like underwear that I've been wearing for years, and putting those on to go to work, and sitting on the train for whatever, but what they made this look so elegant, so chic, so sophisticated, how can I do that in my own life, so that's what I mean when I say romanticizing, just it's, it's a really good like gratitude practice, because really what you're doing is just making the mundane moments feel like elevated experiences, and that's helping you to appreciate them more, which is the main tenet, I think, for me, of gratitude. So the last thing, and this is from, I got this from the book, Atomic Habits. Even before I read it, someone else was talking about it, but they got it from Atomic Habits. Um, call things out, out loud. When you're doing the goal that you want to get rid of, your bad habit, um, doing the goal you want to get rid of, that makes no sense. The habit that you want to get rid of, um, your bad habit, when you're when you're choosing that over the good one, call it out out loud. Say it out loud. Say, I am watching TV instead of going to bed on time. And so I'm going to be super tired in the morning. I'm not going to get anything done like I need to. I'm not going to get my routine done in my day and week are going to be horrible. Like, I mean, sometimes I'm dramatic about it, but saying it out loud kind of makes you think like, Ooh, wait, do I actually want to do this? Do I actually want to um, sit around and, and do all like, you know, like if I because I think too, like, and you have to, that's why it's really important to know yourself and know what, know why you're trying to get rid of the goal. For me, I try to get rid of my soda goal, not just because soda unhealthy, like, you know, I know that, but... Because when I am preoccupied with drinking soda all the other day, like I have one, and then before I know it, I've had four or five. And then I don't have any water. And then I feel like everything, like I just get tired and I'm not feeling anything. I just don't feel like myself. So you have to know what those things are for you and remind yourself of that out loud every time you choose to, or every time you don't choose it, you know, every time you don't choose the good option. You have to remind yourself what you're giving up. You're not just choosing a soda. You're choosing All the other bad things that go along with that for you, for you. And if there's nothing that you can articulate, then maybe that's not a goal that you need to tackle right now. Maybe there's something else that you need to work on. That's why I said in the very beginning, it's just so important to know that about yourself. So... Hopefully these tips were helpful. They've been really, really helping me lately. I have just seen such a shift in my life in the past couple of months. I've just been really happy with how things are going. So I hope all of you can have the same. I hope that you join me today at the live workshop about setting time aside for the things that you want to spend time on, like your side hustles, your goals, your hobbies, whatever. Can't wait to see all of you. Can't wait to see who's going to win this uh, self-care kit and gently sweatshirt. I will talk to you all again soon. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gentler. If you enjoyed it, please give it a rate and review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram for more self-care advice at GentlerPod. And check out our website for more info, www.begentler.com. Talk to you all soon. Bye.